Continuing on with uh, Season 4, Episode 21, with the theme of freestyle, this next segment is the uh, voting for America's future. This is the second segment. And this segment is about all the political ads that is forced onto reservation residents and how the backlash, you know, may be if results are not for, you know, their expectations. And what I mean by that is if some of these Navajos that are really into all this political stuff, if they don't, um, if they don't get the results they want, if they don't have um, their candidate win, I think that's where they would pretty much be more, they would be like, they'd be the one giving the backlash and saying, well, things weren't right. You know, lately in the past few election cycles, I know that um, the, 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 I don't know, the statement, the thought, the fact, um, the narrative is always that the election is stolen, you know, ballots weren't counted and all that. And it's like, well, then why in the hell do elections in the first place then? Just go with whoever can do the job, you know, hire them that way. But, you know, that's all, uh, that's something I really don't care about politics, you know, but, um, <clears throat> but what I'm just saying is that, um, natives, Navajos on the res, you know, trying to get all political, it just really doesn't work for the simple fact that once a lot of these Navajos with great intentions get in there, once they understand the system and where, how the money flow works, you know, that's where they start getting their, their own take, like, well, I deserve this, you know, I've been suffering for so long that, you know, this is what I'm going to use to help me and my family get back on top and um, get the things we get the materialism uh, or the materialistic things we des we think we deserve, you know. And for me, I'm just like, all right, hey, fine, if that's what you want to do, steal all the money. I don't give a shit. Go ahead, you know, because the one thing I got really supporting me is the nonprofit and the information and resources that I'm giving out. And a lot of it, you know, I'm trying to share with the veterans, but they've been so brainwashed into getting the free stuff that, you know, they're easily bought out, you know, or bought off, however you want to look at it. And that's why I'm like, so voting for America's future is, is a subject matter that I feel that I want to address from my little area sitting inside the Hogan. And, uh, one of the things I was talking about to the people that were, that I introduced the podcast to at that, um, that Navajo nation expo or veterans expo, uh, today was that I'm using the podcast as a platform, um, to, to document what it is that I view from where I sit. And since my mother's a traditional woman and raised me, you know, in that traditional way, I don't really falter to any other type of religious beliefs. I just say, Hey, you know what? Everything exists for a reason. So I'm not going to bash other people's religion. And, you know, if I give them that courtesy and respect, I want them to do the same for me. But but listen to what I say with an open mind, just like, oh, okay, that's what you're saying. 
So I'm not telling anybody who to vote for and why to vote for them. I'm just saying this is who I vote for. This is my reason for voting for this person. And then also it's just kind of like saying um, using the traditional way of the Navajo teachings, culture and heritage, you know, just analyzing a lot of these, um, these, I don't know, government figureheads and using that to get a better, make a better assumption on how things may change in the future. And, you know, and, and that leads me to my other point is that where we're going now for the state of Arizona, because now I'm a Arizona resident, I'm not a New Mexico resident anymore, but the, the political party in Arizona is pretty much turning all Republican. And with the Navajo Nation, the Navajo Nation was pretty much all, it is pretty much all Democrats. So those two political parties are clashing together because for me, like I said, I'm, I'm in the, the middle guy, the, I don't know, what is it called? The Green Party. Um, anyways, basically a libertarian. I think that's what they said I was or the party that I joined. And um, so yeah, I got um, some white brothers. Um, they, or I got a white brother and him and his wife, uh, they are Democrats. And he, he explains to me some things about the Green Tea Party and all this shit. And I'm like, uh, I try to keep up, but I get confused again. But because I'm only familiar with the Boston Tea Party and the Tea Party Massacre, you know, that happened back in the day, you know. So um, he did tell me that as a Democrat, they did not like uh, Obama because Obama was like, I don't know, something. He had to do something with um like not keeping his word or, oh shit, man. I, I totally can't remember, but I remember that time when uh, Obama was running for office and Navajo Pedro, I, he talked to me and he goes, he goes, oh, you know that uh, Obama guy? I heard that he doesn't salute the flag. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, he's like some kind of Muslim guy. And and he, he, does, he turns his back on the flag whenever people present arms and, you know, they salute it. And he goes, and that's why I'm not going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for, I should, I can't remember who the other candidate was at the time. I know there was Hillary Clinton and, uh, was it John Kerry? But anyways, so based off of that, I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I don't know too much about politics and I really didn't want to get involved, but I was like, okay, well then I guess, you know, Obama's not the guy to vote for. And, you know, for me, I was just kind of like, but he's going to get voted in just on this, just based on the fact that he's a genie and everybody's going to say, oh yeah, you know, the first black man, you know, all this, you know, it's like, all right, Hey, fine, whatever. You know, I, I don't really understand politics and I really don't care, but I was like, Hey, whatever, man. And then now, um, as I see it, you know, it, the people that really understood the politics back in the day, like 10, 20, 15 years, 30 years ago, especially when I was in middle school, I was like, Hey man, you know, whatever, you know, it just, politics was always boring to me. But as I have slowly started to transition into a more mature adulthood, 
I'm looking at it now like, how does this affect the business that I want to do? So I kind of keep an eye open and an ear out, you know, on some of this, on these political views. So with that being said, you know, Navajo Pedro was the one who just kind of told me, you know, oh, Obama, does he's not patriotic. And I was like, why would they let a guy who doesn't, you know, salute the flag become president? And so I have never seen any like video evidence where he did turn his back on the flag. But, you know, I just... I just took uh, Navajo Pedro's words and I just went with it. I was like, all right, fine, whatever, you know. I just, I'm not going to try to analyze Barack Obama. You know, right now, my main issue is skinwalker attacks. You know, that's all I've been getting hit with, you know. So anyways, um, as that went on, you know, now, like, you know, what I've seen is that the Democratic Party, they had their chance, their opportunity to make the world the way they wanted it to. But it's for them, I think, I see now how it's kind of tricky because they were pushing for all this like transgender agendas and um, racism and pulling down all these statues and, you know, and it just kind of uh, like, like Christopher Columbus, you know, you know, they, they pulled his statue down and the natives are all happy celebrating. But to the Italian people, um, they didn't like it. You know, that's like, you know, Christopher Columbus to them was someone that they, that brought them to the new country and all that stuff. So, you know, every, everybody has a different meaning for what was going on. And anyway, so the way I see it, the Democrats had their way to make things, you know, better from their point of view, you know, and they squandered it. They overshot it, or they just didn't do it right. You know, and the one thing, the one constant annoying, uh, annoying subject matter they kept bringing up was Donald Trump. I was like, all right, man, you guys made your point. You don't like him. Okay, whatever. Just move on. Fix your fucking problems, man. And then here they're like, oh, well, it was because Donald Trump did this. It's like, fuck, get over it. He doesn't, he didn't blame you guys when he was in office. You know, it's like, it, you know, that's where. I started to just say, well, you know, Democrats, the way you guys are doing things, it's probably not going to work out because for one thing, you guys keep blaming Donald Trump. And then when I hear my girl, uh, Kamala Harris with her fine ass blaming Donald Trump, I'm like, okay, whatever, man. You know, it just, that narrative has already been used up. And then, and then Joe Biden throws it back on Donald Trump again. It's like, dude, you had 46 years to make a difference. Why is it now that, you know, you're starting to say that things ain't working out, you know, it's like is things for you, things should have not been, you should have been able to realize things weren't working out in the first 10 years of your tenure as a senator or congressman or whatever the hell he was. And, and then also with that, I kind of really understood what Donald Trump meant by fake news. And I see all these news media or, and the one that really bugs me is the view because Barbara Walters, you know, she passed away, you know, a few years ago, excuse me. And that was her project, the view. And, you know, I, you know, as Barbara Walters was a investigative journalist, you know, I, I don't know too much about her, but I know enough that where she was like thorough in her investigations so, and that was her show. She put it all together. And then now these ladies, the view, the the current ladies, they're just squabbling over 
like stupid shit and it's like they still blame donald trump it's like again get off his nuts man uh man it's just like they they can't let go of him no matter how how much they say they hate him so i'm like all right i think he's you you know celebrity democrats are secretly in love with donald trump because you obviously can't stop talking about him you know you keep bringing him up and you're the only ones that keep doing it everybody else has pretty much moved on even this Republican Party, you know, <clears throat> they had their setbacks also. They, you know, they're not perfect either. You know, there's really nobody that's perfect. But for Navajos on the res, <clears throat> damn it. <laughs> for Navajos on the res, for them to try to, you know, be all political, it's really funny to me, you know. And I'm like, they believe anything that these politicians tell them. And that's where it pisses me off because I'm over here trying to make a difference for the Clagatill community. I'm saying, look, man, let's go clean the cemetery. So that way, you know, for one thing, you guys can get fed, but also you, you have that accomplishment of, okay, if we can do this as a community, we can do more. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's why the nonprofit's here. So we can push it forward, not to feed people, you know, and feed veterans, you know, that's, that defeats the purpose of why I have it. And then, then so anyways so the navajos are all over here believing all these political figureheads you know presidents uh what do you call those guys um council delegates um even though the election is we're still in the midterms but the chapter presidency all that happens in another two years so just basically whatever politician comes prancing over and tells the navajos what they want to hear they'll vote for it but i'm over here saying look man we can actually get this done and I can help you. I'm willing to help you. And they just turn a blind eye and a deaf ear. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck you guys too then, man. You know, I'm busting my ass off over here. I don't have to, but I want to because I also want to make a difference, you know. Yeah, I may not have been uh, born and raised out in Clagato, but, you know, it's my home now. So, you know, I want to make it a nice place for me to hang out, you know. <clears throat> and should I, if I ever retire out here... I want to make sure that everything that I set up, you know, is in a time where I was able to make those type of decisions and physically able to move around and all that stuff. So that's why it really bugs me when, um, when these political ads come up and there was this stupid lady, this stupid Navajo lady, she's a Senator, Arizona Senator or something like that. I forgot her stupid position, but she was trying, she did this commercial, uh, radio commercial ad about Mark Kelly, I think was his name. Mark Kelly's this Belagana dude. He's running for Senator or Congress or I don't know. I don't, I don't remember, but anyways, <clears throat> she goes, our roads are bad. Our water's terrible. Our kids are not getting education, but Mark Kelly's the one who's making all that. And it's like, well, then why did you even bother to get in the position you're in? Why are you a state senator or some stupid shit like that? I'm like, isn't that your problem? You know, if anything, she could have said, oh, yeah, as a state senator, uh, the first Navajo female state senator or whatever the hell position she's in, she could have said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I have tried over the years to get a lot of... um you know, clean water to our people, try to fix the roads, but it's, it's too big. It's too much for me to handle on my own. That's why I endorse Mark Kelly. So, you know, we can work together and whatever 
you know, I can't finish, you know, we can work on together and, you know, unite the people or something like that, you know? And for me, she just hid behind him like, oh yeah, vote for Mark Kelly. He'll do it. He'll do it. And it's like, well, what about you? What's your job? What what the fuck are you supposed to do? And she's like, oh, I'm just a senator. Yeah, I'm the first female. I'm the first Navajo. It's like, that really doesn't hold any weight, any water. doesn't hold no credibility. And also, um, it just kind of makes, you know, it just kind of demeans, I think, her purpose of being in a leadership position. It's like, oh, so you want to be a senator, but yet you don't want to, you know, you know, accept some of these hardships that we're actually going through on the res. And I'm, and I'm, I'm the way she talks to me, she's a, a lady that has a nice house and got great internet and, you know, she don't have to worry about a lot of financial problems like we do out here in Clagato. She probably don't have to worry about firewood. She's got like a well heated home, maybe a three story townhouse, you know? And while I'm over here and, you know, I got to bring in firewoods and, you know, and then there's a lot of elderlies that are freezing and I can't help everybody, you know, and, but I'm at least making an effort. I'm trying, man. I'm really trying. And I can say a lot more for myself than I can about this lady. So anyways, it's stuff like that, that just really, you know, gets on my nerves, especially when, you know, the Navajos are over here like, oh yeah, vote for this person, vote for that. Anyways, so the other thing I wanted to say on that as, you know, I'm approaching the 18 minute mark, um, I want to go at least 20 minutes, uh, is that my mother, she went ahead and voted all Republican for this, for this cycle. And earlier this lady called, she goes, um, yeah, can I, you know, she said my mom's name. I said, oh, she's watching wrestling. I said, and then that lady goes, Oh, um, so I, we just want to know, we're just doing a survey and we just want to know if she had voted, uh, already because, uh, we want to know if she can vote for Mark Kelly. I said, Oh lady, well, I hate to tell you this, but my mother already voted and she voted all Republican. She goes, Oh, okay. Well, well, thank you for your time. I said, Oh, no problem. I said, you know, well, you have a great evening, madam. I told her, and she's like, all right, you too. Thank you, sir. I said, well, thank you. And she hung up. So, you know, that's where. Uh, I'm looking at all this like, um, man, just, you know, this whole election cycle midterms is fine, you know, but I think one day if I ever have the money for it, I would run for Senator. I'd say, fuck it. Why not? You know? And then people are going to come back. Oh, this is what he said on his podcast years ago. It's like, well, yeah, I was an angry young man then. I'm an angry old man now. You know, that's just the way it is. So you don't like it, fucking don't listen then. <laughs> so anyways, um, I just wanted to bring that up for voting for America's future. It all I, all I'm, What I'm trying to really say is whether you vote Republican or Democrat, just know that these politicians, they can only do so much. And if there's someone out there with a nonprofit, man, support those people because, you know, look at me, I'm still struggling, you know, to get people to come to some of these events I do. And all they want to do is eat, which is fine. But, you know, I'm not trying to make, make this nonprofit, uh, you know, a nonprofit where I just feed people. Um, I'm not, you know, that type of a program. So anyways, Let's go ahead and uh, jump on to the third subject of the night with all that being said. And this one is going to be Navajo judgments. Wow, look at that. 